I just want to stand and thank the Lord um, in the presence of his people. I am just so glad to be here. Yes, I feel Jesus here. I feel Jesus among his people, but I realize I got to feel Jesus every day, every day, no matter where I am. So I know I have to pray more. I have to give in thanks more. I have to read more because I got to put that word inside my heart so that I may not sin against God. So that may when I'm out there and I see this, I see that. Yeah, it bothers me a little bit, but I, I know that the Lord is with me and that he's going to take care of me and my people, and, and it's going to be okay. I, I try my best to present, um, I, I, I guess, an a, a, a image or to be, be, be someone that, that will, when they look at me, you know, they, they see a vessel of honor, someone that's trying to live right. But, you know, everybody, they say they believe in God, they want to do this, but everybody's not ready. And I realize that. Um, but I have to I have to work on me. Because now I know when I was in that old system, I thought the only way I can see Jesus is if I'm in, lucky in the second res resurrection, if I, I'm resurrected up. But now I realize I can be an overcomer. So I have to strive to be an overcomer. I have to strive to do right. And, and I realize that. So this year, I do. I want to be better. I, I want to pray better. I want to read better. I want to I wanna worship better. I want to serve the people better. I have to do Better. And that's what I'm striving for because I want to be an overcomer. And I just thank you all. And I'm glad that I'm here. I'm still here and I plan to stay here. Thank you. I just want to, uh, to stand to let the people of God know that how much I feel Jesus in this place. And last week I was in bed and not feeling good, but I know what I miss.
by not being here. So being here today, believe me, I feel Jesus in this place. And uh, if you're not feeling Jesus this morning, unless you're not being here. So uh, I just want to stand and to thank the Lord for everything he has done for me and my family and for where I was and where I am today. And the God need the glory. He need the praise. And I'm standing to give him the glory and thanks him for everything he has done for me. Thank you. Stand and thank God, and just reflecting on even our um, our Bible study. Um, we started Bible study off with a song, and it, you know, just you know, being faithful. Um, just thinking about all my life, that how God has been faithful to me and through my life, you know. And I just need to make sure, and just want to make sure that I am faithful. Faithful in reading, faithful in ten, and faithful in testifying. This is a big thing for me to get up and just speak in the front of God's people. But I just got to make sure I keep this in the front of me to just stand up and testify and tell God that I appreciate him and I appreciate him with his faithfulness that he has been in my life, all my life. You know, I just want to stand and thank God. Just that... You know, they're leading us and guiding us to all truth and um, encouraging us to keep the scriptures in front of us, but not only to keep them in front of us, but to do them. Um, and I'm just thankful because uh, it, it helps you go through uh, the day to day. Um, and it, it encourages you to uh, want to do the will of the Lord. Um, before I didn't know his will. Um, and I'm just so thankful that I'm in a, a, a clean place. Um, and I'm just so grateful. I just wanted to stand and uh, give God all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. You know, he brought, brought us through another year, you know, uh, you know, it just get better and better. You know, the Lord, um, I'm, I'm grateful I'm still here. You know, um, still, I still have the Lord on my mind. I feel he's still on mine. I mean, I'm still on his. You know, I'm uh, uh, enjoying all these Bible studies, uh, you know, that we have. Uh, learning about on laying on of hands, you know, different doctrines we're learning uh you know, it's a lot to look forward to every Tuesday. You know, it, it always has been. But, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here among a clean people that uh, have have a goal. You know, uh, it's not just about foolishness. You know, it's not dancing around the golden calf, but it's a goal set before us. You know, and I'm just I'm just grateful to be amongst the people like this. You know, and I just want to tell the Lord how grateful I am. exactly sure but it says uh it talks about how the word was preached to them but it says uh it would not profit nothing unless it was mixed with faith in them that heard it and so for me when i think about these words how i'm free do i really believe that i'm free 
But no, I'm thankful that I truly believe that the, that the Lord has made me free. He truly did some things in my life. When I look back over my life and I think about the things that I used to do, the person that I used to be, the way I used to go through, uh, the way I used to go through things, I don't see that person anymore. So I'm so glad that I can say that I'm free. Amen. But it's not over yet. I still see some things in my life that I need to be worked out. I still see some things in my life that's not like God. And I know that I'm trusting God and I'm believing in God that one day I'll be free from those too. I thought about uh, the scripture um, when Moses went to Pharaoh. He said, let my people go. But it was for a purpose, for that they can serve God. And so they was in bondage. They had no choice but to serve Pharaoh. They had no choice but to do the things that, uh, that Pharaoh wanted them to do. But no, the Lord allowed them to be free. But it wasn't for them to just say we free. It wasn't just for them to say, hey, look at me, I'm not in bondage anymore. But no, they became free so they could serve God. And so now since the Lord has made me free, I'm no longer bound in my mind. I'm no longer depressed. I'm no longer down. I no longer have all these distractions. What am I going to do with my time? What am I going to do with my freedom? Well, I want to give thanks. I want to praise the great God of heaven because he is the one that made me free. And I want to take advantage. I want to make the most of this opportunity. And I want to just show God that I'm thankful because he the one that made me free and he made me free so that I can serve him so we can serve him that's why he set us free I was thinking about that scripture whenever I think it's Acts chapter 12 whenever Peter was uh, bound in prison he sent the angel to him angel of light to bring him out but when Peter got out that prison uh, what did he do he rejoiced he rejoiced and so just like us, even now, when the Lord has brought us out of these situations, we should rejoice. Because if it wasn't for him, we would have still been there. If it wasn't for him, we would have been stuck. We would have been down and out. We would have been depressed. We would have been confused. But no, I just want to thank God because he has made us free. I am thankful. I appreciate this great God because he didn't have to do it. And I think about that scripture, it talks about how who you yield yourself to is who you'll be a servant to. I had to can't help it. We, we had to can't help it. We were just drawn to certain things. Don't even know why. We just kept yielding ourselves to the things of this world, yielding ourselves to the desires of this old filthy flesh. But no, he put something down on the inside. He gave me the power of the spirit of God. He gave me the power of the word of God. It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharpening any two-edged sword. It's piercing, even to the divine asunder, a soul and spirit, the joints of the marrow, and it's the discernment of the thoughts and the very intense of the heart. And so I can apply it to my life so I can be free. I can be cleansed. And I know I no longer have to be a servant of sin, but I can be a servant unto righteousness and to bring forth praises unto Jesus Christ. So I just wanted to stand and say I'm thankful. Hallelujah anyhow. We serve a great God. Let's lift up our holy hands without wealth and without doubting. And let's just bring praise into his name. So I'm thankful. From. And we sung the song, I'm free from the guilt that I carry. And just thinking about uh, I thought about God's predestinated plan for man. It's not a uh, it's not a plan as if you can make it just by making it as far as it's going to happen. But there is a, a plan for God. I thought, thought about Ezekiel chapter 33. It's not God's will that any should perish, but all should turn, meaning that we should repent. And then what are we repenting from? thought about Romans chapter 7. And I, I want to slow down enough, but Paul says something. That was a battle that was going on in his mind. If we can pull it up in Romans chapter 7, 
he saw that there was a fight that was actually happening between his mind and this inner man. That was something that was going on. When I would do good, evil is always present with me. And I remember just out there in the world, I had no desire for God. It was no desire to want to please the Father. I mean, I had a form of godliness, but it wasn't according to knowledge. I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know his will. I didn't know his purpose. I didn't know the whole duty of man. I didn't know nothing. But the Lord, he allowed me to come here. And now he's showing me how to live. He's showing me. He's given me an opportunity to actually find out what I can be free from. And so when we look at this scripture, as Paul, he was saying, look, Romans chapter 7, verse 15. And we just got to think about it. When we didn't know righteousness or when we didn't know the will of God, there was nothing that was warring against us. We didn't have nothing to fight against. I did whatever I wanted to do. Whenever I wanted to do it, I just did it. If it didn't cost me death or jail, then I did it. But that, that's just the will of man. But look at Paul. There's something now working inside of his members. There's something working in his mind that's contrary against the word of God. And it's like, look, for which I do, I allow not. So now there's a battle. For what I would, that I do not. For what I hate, I hate the things that's not of God. That's the things that I do. Look at the next scripture. But I'm free. We're free. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Brother, Kel Brother Cody was talking about the law of Moses. Now look. Now then it is no more I that do it. But sin that dwelleth in me. Okay, so now there's okay, so it's now it's two that's inside of me. There's sin inside of me, then there's the will of God. I'm I can do what I want to do, or I can do the will of God. So now there's a choice to be made. Moses said, I I, I set before you life and death, good and evil. I would that you choose life and live. Well, what is life? I thought about Jesus Christ in Isaiah chapter 51. What he did, he came to set at liberty those who were captive, those who were in prison, those who were bound up. He made us free. He made us free. But he said, and uh, I believe it's in Matthew's, uh, the earlier chapters, he said, uh, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6, 33. Uh, and all these things shall be added unto you. So first I have to seek the will of God. I have to realize that I'm bound up. I'm bound up. Wasn't Lazarus bound up in those grave clothes? But the, for that, but the Lord, but Jesus said, loose him. Loose him. He's free. So that's you and I. We were bound up in all this. It's carnality. Bound up in death. Where the only destination or predestinated plan for us was the grave. But thank God, Jesus Christ, he loosed us. And he said, come forth. So hallelujah, saints of God. Look at this next scripture. This is Paul. He said, for I know that is in me, that's in my flesh, that dwell in no good thing. For to, to will is to is present. It's, I want to do it. I want to do it. It's present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. Look at this next scripture. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that's what I don't want to do. That I do. Look at the next scripture. But look at this here. This is Paul having a battle in his mind. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more. When we just read that scripture. Uh, no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Go on to the next one, please. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present. It's always present with me. 
It's always a battle going on in my mind. But thank God, Jesus Christ, he paved the way. He came and he tasted death. He walked the, the, the shores of Galilee. He was tempted in all points, like in you and I. Yet he was but without sin. So we can come boldly before the throne of grace and we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Uh, go back to Romans, please. Romans chapter 7. God, what verse we stopped at? Oh, look at this. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So that's showing you right there that there's two. But I see another law. Brother uh, uh, Cody was talking about my members. Who I yield as Romans, I believe, chapter 15, I believe. Uh, I yield my members. Uh, but I see another law in my members, my mind, my hands, my thoughts, my actions. The law of my mind and bringing me into captivity, captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. Keep going. We can't stop here. Oh, wretched man. This is Paul. He just, re he just understood this. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Oh, God. I thank God. I thank God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But look, the flesh, the law of sin. What he did, he freed us. He gave us this opportunity that we, ain't, we don't have to be bound up no more. Amen. Keep going. Chapter, chapter 8. Oh, yeah. It's my scripture right here. It's my scripture. Oh, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Look at this one. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ life in Christ had made us free from the law of sin and death. And look at Christ right here. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh. Hallelujah. Praise the God. And the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. That's you and I who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Hallelujah, saints. Hallelujah. So we free. Praise the Lord, we free. We don't have to worry about the things that we did in the past. Praise God. 
within me. My soul is a recipe. It's just a blessing.
Now, hour in yet. Uh, not that we're going a whole long, uh, you know, a long time. I don't scare nobody. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thankful uh, just hearing those words about just being free. Uh, just being free. And where we captivated at is in our minds. And uh, I appreciate uh, the things that we were talking about in Tuesday night Bible study. Um, uh, it was made mention that, you know, sometimes we... We, we, we go through things and we snug up close to the Lord. It might be a situation in our life, but uh, there's, a, there's a message that's preached that we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait for things to go upside down in our life. We are free, but we got to believe that we're free. And so I need to work on my unbelief sometimes, but I'm, I'm thankful to be in a place where uh, I can actually hear a different word, a different message, a different speech. He said he brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The gospel is just the good news. I was thinking of um, Isaiah, I think it's, uh, was it 52? Uh, when he said, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bring good tidings. Is that 52? Who bring good tidings of good. Um, who saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. Because there was many gods in that, in that era when they were, you know, when they were um, being uh, captivated or uh, being brought under submission by Babylon. There was many gods out there, but there was only one God that reigned, and he made them very aware of it. So I'm saying unto you, there's many things out there that we can give our life to, and we'll make a God out of anything. Us being Gentiles, carried about with all kind of dumb idols, I worship family members, I worship my car, I worship my home, I worship my job, but thank God there's only one thing that's needful to worship, and that's the great God of heaven. He's given us life, and guess what? He made us free. I think about Christ when he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I was weary one day. I was lost in a world of sin, Brother Rick. I was lost. I was undone. I met somebody one day, and they showed me about God. They showed me about Jesus Christ. I had been affiliated or acquainted with church. I'll, I'll use that statement. But I didn't know who he really was. I didn't know about repentance and changing my life and not working or not walking in that same manner of man that I used to be. There's actually an opportunity that I can be free from the old man that I once was. And what's changing is my mind. When I begin to get new information and a new message and new words, I, I was sharing this. I think it was with... I think it was with Rom yesterday that um, you you, you got to be put in a different culture. Um, when, when I was when I was back in California, there was a culture that I was associated with, like a medium. You think of a scientist; they put organisms in the culture. But if that culture is not conducive for growth, that that organism that you put in it is destined for death. But if you take that same organism and put it in a different environment, a different culture, then that then that organism it can grow. And we're talking about growing unto eternal life. So I got the message one day, but I, I, I had to believe it. It's, it's more than just hearing words. Uh, what is it in Isaiah? He said, "Who will believe our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed?" God's got to reveal it to you. How does He reveal it to you? He'll give us He'll give us the Word of God. He'll give us the Spirit of God that'll lead us and guide us into all truth. But He'll give us a ministry of God. I appreciate what, uh, what the Ethiopian eunuch said to Philip. He said, how can I know except some man guide me? So God's got to bring you to a place where you can hear the good word of God and not just be hearers only. But as, uh, as my dear brother said, you got to not just be hearers of the word, but you got to be doers of the word. I, I, I appreciate um, Proverbs. I think it's chapter 20, right around the sixth verse. It said, all men, most men will proclaim his own goodness. Everybody got something good to say about themselves, but it said, but a faithful man who can find him? 
So we got to be faithful. I believe that's what, was that you that said about being faithful? I forgot who said it, but we got to be faithful. We got to stay on the job. These words, they can't fall into the street. They can't fall on deaf ears, but we got to apply them to our life. When we begin to apply them to our life, I'll start noticing the change. I'll start noticing that I'm not the same person that I used to be. I'll start noticing that it is little by little. I'm not going to awaken his likeness overnight. It's just like a child when he's born. He don't just get up out of the womb and start running. No, he's got to sit up a little bit. He's got to get some strength. That's us. We all come to God as little children, but we got to desire the sincere milk of the word that we can grow up. And when we grow up a little bit, we can sit up and we'll start walking. Then I can walk with God. But guess what? I got to run. He said, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and we can walk and not faint. Enoch walked with God, and, and, um, and it was count. Look, look, huh? And, and he was not. God took him, but he was able to walk with God a little bit. So that's what we got to do. We can't just come in and out of this building. This is not the church. We're the church. We're the church of the firstborn. It's a, it's just, it's, we're in a place of spirits of just men and women. We're being made perfect if we we'll allow God to use his hand to begin to shape and mold us. It's not this body, but it's this old vessel right here between my ears. I got to begin to change the way I think. And uh, David said in Psalms, what is it, 119, he said, Wherewithal shall a young man, a young person, a young saint, how are we going to cleanse our way just by taking heed hitherto according to thy word? He said, his word I hid in my heart. That's not the heart he's talking about. I got to hide it in my heart. I got to be so familiar with it. I think Joshua said, it's got to be like frontless before your eyes. It's got to be like bracelets on your wrist. I got to see it. If I see it over and over, it's going to penetrate this conscious mind, and it's going to go deep down into my subconscious on my heart. And that's what controls us. That's what controls our very life is the thoughts that's programmed in me. I got a program for my old life. But thank God, God can readjust it. He said, don't be conformed to this world or programmed by the world's doings, but be ye transformed. By what? By the renewing of our mind. So thank God we're in a place where we can get our mind renewed. How is it renewed? By the good word of God. If I just keep on eating a little here, yeah, has some bitter herbs, but that's okay. The end result, that's what we after. We don't care about the, he said, the full soul, it loads the honeycomb, but to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. It's going to be those bitter things in our life that allow us to grow up some. Just imagine your spices and your, and your herbs. Sometimes it don't taste too good, but guess what? It's good for you. So I got to just know that everything I'm hearing, if I just apply it to my life, I can bring forth the peaceable fruit of righteousness. And that's what we after today. So we didn't just come here and I, I'm sorry for, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry for yelling. And sometimes we got to wake up out of sleep. We got to realize that now today salvation is nearer than when we first began. So sometimes you just got to lift up your voice and you got to look up into the hills from which coming to help. I know we might go through some things, but guess what? God is able. He did it before. He'll do it again. Just take a look at where you are now and where you've been. He's always come through. Always come through for me. How do I know? Because I'm still here, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for leading me this way. That vision that you gave me is getting more and more clear every day. So I'm thankful today, saints. He's taking off. He said, he said, take this eye salve and anoint your eyes so we can see clearly where we're going. I know where I came from. I know where I am. I'm a clean beast. It has to have eyes behind. It has to have eyes ahead. But it has to have eyes within. You got to start beginning judging yourself instead of always pointing out. It's easy to point out and look at everybody else's faults. But, oh, I'm, I'm the one that's in need of prayer. Peter said it on the day of Pentecost. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sin. So, uh, though I was saved when I first came to God, 
Brother, the work's not done. He said, for the remission of sins. You ever seen something in remission? That don't mean it's gone. That means it's just dormant right now. But if I just keep on working on this, keep on eating those bitter herbs, keep on getting this word of God, keep being faithful, Brother Donald, appreciate what you said to reading, to fellowshipping, to praying, to fasting, all those different faithfuls. If we stay faithful to that, we'll begin to see a new creature. And I think verse John 3 says it best. He said, how wonderful, how, he said, beloved, how precious, bring it up, uh, for, for the, uh, no, no, 1 John chapter 3. Beloved, no. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Let's just read it. How about that? Because I'm going to misquote it. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should. Didn't say that we were. It said that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not. We should be strangers in this world. We're pilgrims. Sometimes it takes a while to get uh, detached. I think it's 2 Corinthians 6. It said, what fellowship have light with darkness? Or what, what, what fellowship have um, the, the, the sons of God with uh, Bilal? How you pronounce his name? But what fellowship do we have with that? We got to detach ourselves. Uh, be you not... Can you go back to 1 John 3, please? <laughs> Verse 2. Thank you. Take a breath. Man, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful because the culture that I was in, it didn't allow me to have life. I was destined, who said it, for six foot of earth. I was destined for the grave. And you can, let me mention this, you can speak a language, I think you know Creole, but you're not Haitian, right? So you can actually learn a language and not accept the culture, adopt the culture. You're just speaking. We can't do that. We have to learn Hebrew, but we have to be Jews. We have to be Israelites, the new Israel of God. We can't just say these things, but we actually have to do them. I don't know who, maybe nobody need to hear that but me. But beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it did not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we shall see, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man, I think that's how the next one goes, and every man that had this hope, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. So you, you just think about the process that we got to go through. And sometimes it's slow going. Sometimes everybody's been there. Sometimes stuff just cross you the wrong way. Lord, increase my faith. They didn't win too far this time. Who can relate to that? You didn't win too far this time. But it's not about what's on the outside. I think that was in Romans 7. It's not about what's going on on the outside, what's happening on the inside of me. It's not, just think about Jesus. Don't put yourself above our Savior, above our Master, who was spit on and beat and talked about and lied on. They talking about me, but if I say they can't do that, I'm putting myself above Christ. That's the one who laid down his life, not just his physical life, but for three and a half years of his ministry. And 30 years before that, he resisted his own will and chose the will of God. He had the option of calling down legions of angels and destroying that known world, but he held his peace. He said, Father, forgive them. That's what I got to start doing. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Same spirit Stephen had. Lord, they know not what they do. Don't lay this to their charge. So why can't I pray? I, I used to not like a song so much, probably because I was guilty. As I go on, I'll have to pray for you. As I go on, I'll have to help you through. That's how you know when you're overcoming some. Somebody can cross your path and, and rub you the wrong way, but guess what I'll do? I'll go reach out to them. I'll pray for them. I'll say, you know what? I've been there before. Let me try to help you. Just maybe some words. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. You never know what your words can do to help somebody. So the experiences that we have, 
They're good. They're precious if we'll take them the right way. The experiences that we have is to help somebody else through. So I'm free, but I got to believe that I'm free. So thank God I'm free today. I want to believe to the freedom or for the saving of my soul, but I'm just so happy to be in a place where I can hear, not just hear the word of God, but actually do it and overcome this old wretched man that I am and give God all the glory. So I'm thankful to be here today. Listening to the words, enjoyed every testimony, enjoyed all the brothers, Brother Cody, Brother Felt, God bless you, brothers, Brother Hodge. But the word free, to be free, that means I had to be a prisoner or something. Free also means deliverance or salvation. There's different phases of salvation. Think about Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ, Brother Felt said, walked the shores of Galilee, he healed people. He fed people. He opened the blind eyes. He raised the dead. And that was salvation to an extent. That was a deliverance. I love the scripture. I heard it when Brother Felton was up. He pointed out Luke chapter 4. He referenced it also in Isaiah. But let's start here. And to be honest with you, today, I heard Christ speaking through these brothers. If you need salvation, you're in the right place today. If you need any type of deliverance, whether it's physical, you're in the right place. If it's mental, you're in the right place. If it's financial, you're in the right place. And if your soul need healing, you're in the right place. At the right time. It's the day of grace. Harden not your hearts. As they did in the wilderness, in the day of provocation. Look at Luke chapter 4, and I want to start at verse 17. So Jesus Christ went in the synagogue. It's where people are gathered. And he opened up a certain place in the book of Isaiah, and he gave them, oh, I don't want to sound religious, but a word. Let's, let's, let's look at it. <laughs> It says, <laughs> verse 17, it says, there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Look what he's, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It's talking about those who are humble themselves, poor in spirit. It says, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You know, people have been hurt, whether it's uh, religious hurt, domestically uh, hurt, some type of hurt, they've been hurt. But he's here to heal a broken heart. It says a, a bruised reed, he will not break, a smoking flash, he won't quit. So if you're looking for more God, you're in the right place. If you've been hurt, feel the love of God. It says he's brought me into his, banner, uh, to, to his banquet in the house and a battle over us. It's love. It's a pathway of charity. We say, whosoever will, let them come. Come drink of the waters freely. The river of life. Live. Look what he says. He said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. And stop here for a second. Brother Felton actually emphasized captives. Now, we talked about people having any type of illness. Now, 
That's not what he's talking about. People have been delivered from those things, but that's not what his focus is. No. There are some people who have been in places where they weren't receiving life. What I mean is the word of God. He preached that. But ultimately, what he's trying to deliver you from is you. The question is, how did I get there? That's the question. How did I, how, how am I a prisoner? Brother Felt quoted this scripture. I want to I use it for a second. It says in Romans chapter 7, it says, who shall deliver me from this body of death? If I need deliverance, that means I'm a captive. Because somebody got to come deliver me. So I'm captive to this body. How did I become captive to this body of death? So if it's a body of death, that means the body is going to the ground. I mean, it's, gonna, it's, it's on death row. It's just waiting to expire. Well, who shall deliver me from this body of death? So I was, I'm a prisoner? How did I become a prisoner? I love this scripture also. It's in Romans chapter 8, verse 20. Look what it says. Did I choose to be a prisoner? Nope. Romans chapter 8, verse 20. I, I flip. It says, for the creature was made subject to vanity. That means of, of no significance, no purpose. Not willingly. I didn't choose to be this way. I didn't choose to be self-consumed, doing my own thing, to be a, a, an adversary against God. I didn't choose to be an adversary against God. How did I become an adversary against God? Well, look, look at this part here. I love the word but. That's a, that's a conjunction. It's going to say something opposite of what, what was said. It says, but by reason of him who have subject the same in hope. Go to Romans chapter 5, verse 12, is it? This is what happened to us. So it seems like sin causes death. So the consequences of sin is death. And the first person that sinned was Adam. And then Adam had children in his own likeness. Uh, somebody actions can cause consequences for those others. And that's what happened. Look at this. I quoted this scripture. Oh, go back. Um, Genesis chapter 5, verse 3. It says, And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness. That means he's just like his daddy. You ever hear somebody say, Boy, you look just like your daddy. <laughs> and after his, after his image, well, what happened was he was created in the image of God. But when he said, I love this scripture. What is this? It's this uh, number. It says, my ear. No, yes, it is numbers. My arm is not too short. Well, it can't save, nor my ear too heavy where it can't hear. But it says, but, what's it say it again? Isaiah 59. But it says, your iniquities have separated you and your God. Go there. I want people to actually write these things down. Um, one thing that we really harp on is the fact that we don't want you just to be familiar with the scriptures. You know, like you hear the brothers preach it or quote it or you say it. Write it down. Go back and look at it. Go back and read it. See what it's talking about. This is a place of learning. You know, when you go to school, you go there to what? Learn. The, the, the teacher says, make sure you bring pencil, paper. Like, when I get to class, I'm a teacher. And where your pencil? Where your ink pen? How you come to my class with no pencil? So what I'm saying is, this is a place of what? Learning. And we're coming not to learn uh, reading, math, uh, science, social studies. We're coming to learn about the great God of heaven. So let's, let's learn of them. Somebody quoted that today. 
take my yoke upon me and learn of me. He said, for I am meek and lowly, and ye shall find rest or deliverance for your soul. He said, for my yoke is easy. That's actually talking about his laws. It's easy. And my burden is light. I ain't nothing on my back. It's light. Look what it says. But go to the first, first one, please. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. Next verse, please. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Well, that's what happened in the garden. Adam's iniquity. Iniquity means lawlessness. You had one thing to keep. Don't do what you want to do. Don't do your own will. That tree of knowledge of good and evil, that's all comprises of a man's will. The lust of the flesh, it was good for food. It was uh, pleasant to the eyes. That's talking about the lust of sight and the desire to make one wise. That's the three components of a man's will. So he said, what he was saying is, don't do what you want to do. But I also have the tree of life in there where you can do what I want you to do and live forever. Ain't that something? But now I thank God that he's actually brought us to a place where we can actually what? Eat of the tree of life and what? Live forever. So if you're here today, thank God that you found this place where you can eat this good word of God, where you can learn this good word of God. Now, anyway, back to the subject. Adam, so back to uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Has the breath of life in their, in their nostrils. Everybody. For that all have sinned. How we sin? Because your daddy. Because Adam. Because of Adam. Hey, brother Turner said, in the loins of Adam. We all descendants of Adam. Christ, uh, if I say Adam Christ. <laughs> of Adam. Now look. Go to verse 14. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Excuse me. Death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Thank God for this, though. It says, who is a figure of him that was to come? So there was somebody that was going to give us hope. There was somebody that was going to give us the opportunity of redemption. Keep going. Go to look at verse 17. It says, for by one man's offense... Death reigned upon what? One. So death reigned by one. Much more. They which receive what? Abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Look at verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness, that's talking about Jesus Christ, of one, the free gift came upon all men unto the justification of life. Verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. I'm going to stop for one second. Look, let's stop right there. Let's focus on this verse. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. 
So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So when I'm first born, I'm in Adam. And I'm made a sinner. So how do I become in Christ? How do I be a descendant of Christ? How does that happen? I tell you, John chapter 3, you must be born again. You were first born of a corruptible seed. Talking about just from a natural seed. Now we have to be born of an incorruptible seed. Look what John says. It says, marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. He says this, that was born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So we must be born again. Well, what happened? What happened? Why I got to be born again? When Adam sinned, he lost life. Jesus Christ came that you might have life and that more abundantly. So what did he do? Jesus Christ came on the scene. You know what he told? He picked up the same message that John said. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does the word repent mean? To turn. At first, I was living the way I wanted to live. I was doing what I wanted to do. I was doing my own will, what I must do now. Now I must do the will of who? God. But how do I find the will of God? Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. No, no ma'am, no ma'am. How should they heal? Uh, if thou confess with thy heart and believe with thy... 10, 10. Nine. Oh, look what it says. And salvation. Got it. Thank God for a redemption plan. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, you done heard that in plenty of places. Thinking that I just come to church and say, uh, you come up to the altar. All right, the doors of the church open. All right. Come on, come on, come on. And they, you know, they play on, they got the nice song playing, and your emotions start going like, you know, or if it's New Year's or, or, or Christmas or whatever, you're like, you know what, I'm going I'm to change my life. And you come down here, and they say, you know what, you're saved, you're saved, you're saved. That's one of them, that's one of them prison house, they, that, that's a prison right there. They're lying to you. That's, that's not salvation. Because you know what, that day you might be all right, or that week, you might be all right. But after about a month, you back doing what you was doing. So where's the deliverance? They lied to you. That was not deliverance. So when it's saying believe in your heart, that means really with a sincere, uh, I think David said, a broken and a contrary heart, the Lord would not despise. That means that God is really looking at your heart saying, do I really want to change? Do I really want to do what's right or am I playing? Or I'm being like the Pharisees and Sadducees. I'm honoring with my lips. But my heart is far from him. It's lip service. Remember how people say talk is cheap? Or they say, put your money where your mouth is. Like, I want to see, I want to see some actions. Faith without works is dead. Let's see your actions. John said, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. Show me your life. Show me that you're trying to serve me. I think James said, if you draw nigh to, uh, he said, if you draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. So let me show me. Show me. Missouri, I'm from the show me. Show me. All right, let's go back, please. 
Um, back to Romans chapter 10, please. Next verse, please, ma'am. It says, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteous. That means a sincere heart. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That means I'm proclaiming what's really in my heart. That's what it means. We put mankind, pollute the word of God. Keep going, next verse. For the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Next verse. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. That is showing that God is the God of all. It doesn't matter what race, God is the God of all. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. That means they say Jesus. I mean, like, seriously, I'm seeking after you. I like what David says. It says um, in Psalms 42, it says, as the heart panted out the water, so my soul panted out the deep. He says, I thirst for the living God. That, that's all hungering. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's an action. Um, back, back, please. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, how do I call upon the name? Let's keep going. How then shall they call upon him whom they have not believed? So how you going to call upon the Lord? You don't know nothing about him. Hold on, hold on. How shall they believe in him whom they have not what? Heard. Uh, I go to church. I, I, I go to church. I hear about the Lord. Did you really hear about it? Let's keep going. And how shall they heal without a preacher? And they got a church on every corner. This is the problem right here, though. Next verse. And how shall they preach except they be sent? So you might have been somewhere, but those preachers might have not been sent. I'll give you a scripture. It says the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law from his mouth. Now, did you get the, the word of God, or did you get one scripture, and then they gave you a, um, a positive message? So was the, was, the, was the priest's lips giving you the word of God? That's the question. I like what, uh, what is that? What is that, Jeremiah 23? He said they ran? But I didn't send them. Go there. That's 23 and 23. Oh, look at this. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. It told you, you're going to be saved. It's just if you do right, you'll receive. This is the message I used to hear. If you do right, you'll receive a crown. But you'll go to everybody going to heaven. But if you do what's right, you receive a crown. So I get something to put on my head. What kind of stuff is that? So what you're saying is, there's no consequences for your action. Basically, you can do right or wrong, but everybody receive eternal life. Now, how foolish does that sound? Even the world don't operate like that. If you do a crime, you go to jail. The world don't operate like that. So you're saying the world wiser than God? How foolishness is this? This is foolishness. But that's what's taught. That's what's taught. People love. Anyway, let's keep going. Look what it, I love this verse here. It says, but if they had stood, let's talk about those prophets, stood in my counsel. What's the counsel of the Lord? Matthews, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians. Some of them don't even know the books of the Bible. It says, it had caused my people to hear my words, not, 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 not my words, his words. So a lot of times we're getting uh, philosophy, um, motivational speaking, and all those things have their place, not in the kingdom of God, though. 
not when it's talking about teaching his word. So I'm giving you everything but the word of God. And that's the only thing that can save your soul, but I refuse to give it to you. War unto you, Lord. Luke 11, chapter 52. I mean, verse 52. Luke chapter 11, verse 52. Yeah. War unto you, lawyers, for ye have taken away the key of knowledge. Ye enter not in yourselves, and them that were entering in, you hindered. Where's the place of uh, wisdom? Brother Turner's scripture, I can't quote it like Brother Turner. How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. What is the gospel of peace? It's a question. I feel like I'm in Bible study right now. It's a question. The gospel of peace is this. You know you're an enemy to God because of your daddy, because of Adam. He was an enemy to God. So what you see the ministry is supposed to do, they're supposed to give you the words or the good news to put you back at peace with you and God. And the only way that's going to get you back with God, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man coming to the Father but by me. So what separates between man and God is Jesus. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the only way back to the Father is through Christ. So it's the Word of God. So if I don't have no Word of God, I can't get to heaven. Let's keep it. Let's, let's, there is no heaven for me. There is no hope for me. Thus thou art, and thus thou shalt return. So without the Word of God, I'm a dead man. But in order to understand this word of God, something has to take place. So at first, we talked about repenting, right? I want to change my ways. Then I got to start hearing some things. I got to hear a message that's telling me how to repent and how to change my ways. But when I hear this message, it's something that needs to be heard too. Go to Acts chapter 2. So we try to become ultimately free, right? But this is the process in becoming ultimately free. Acts chapter 2, what is it, verse 30? Go ahead, Brother Turner, sir. You're going there, but I do have a question. Because I know when we sing a song, I'm free, praise the Lord, I'm free. So what is the difference in... Uh, whom the son is set free, he's free indeed. And there's a scripture that also says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall yes, make sir. you free. Yes, sir. So what is the difference in being set free and being made free? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brother Turner says something very important. He said, set and made. When somebody sets you free, that's like somebody opening the door. Brother Ray is right there by the door. He opens the door and say, come out. But if you want to be made free, you got the key to open that door and walk out yourself. So, just give you some, some, some examples. When you saw Jesus Christ, I'm actually going to go to those scriptures. When Jesus Christ actually healed the blind, he set them free, physically. 
raise the, raise the dead naturally. You didn't do anything for that. But to be made free from this body of death, he gave you the actual key. He gave you the word of God. And he told you to actually learn it and implement it. And the more you started implementing the word of God, you know what just happened? You can't clean out this body. And you got another one. That's the difference between being set and being made. Now, since Brother Turner brought that up, I'm glad he brought that up. He brought me back to a thought. We talked about being made free. Before you're made free from sin, you have to be made free from a lie. Because you can't do what you don't know. So the first thing, there's a lie and there's ignorance. My people are destroyed, Hosea 4 and 6, are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Put that up, please, just, just so people can actually. We quote these things and we say it, but at the same time, people really do need to write these things down so they can actually go back and regurgitate and actually look over it. We just sometimes just. So it's look what it says. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So that means I don't have the word of God. I'm, I'm destroyed because I don't know any better. I, I'm in ignorance to that. But if you teach me, I can know. Now, also we're free. We need to be free from a lie because I can think something is right, Brother Turner. But it's not right. Your mama told you somebody hit you, hit them back. They hit you, hit them back. Well, the older I got, especially once I reached the age of accountability, especially 18 or older with the law, Depending on what the circumstances is, I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. So is that the thing necessarily to do? I'm not saying be a punching bag. I'll never say that. But my point is, was that necessarily truth? She didn't say defend yourself. Hit you. Hit them back. You get my point? My point is, you can be taught some things, and it's not the right thing. So you have to first find out what the right thing is. You have to unlearn. But you have to humble yourself enough to actually learn the word of God. Now, before I go to Acts chapter 2, since Brother Turner got me here, go to back to uh, that was John chapter 8. So in order to be completely free from this body, I actually first have to humble myself and find out. I have to be free from a lie. And I have to be a place where they're speaking what? Truth. How am I going to do if you don't teach me? It's like you go to school, if, if, if they gave you a test, for instance, or those kids go to school all year and at the end they have a leak test. But if they weren't taught all year, would they actually be able to pass the test? No, it's an impossibility. So why do we think that we're going to pass this test of life if we haven't been taught? We haven't been taught. You think you're going to pass this test of life? No, you're going to fail at life. If you can see it naturally, you can see it spiritually. God, remember, when God first made man, he made him in his own image and likeness. And we still have the similitude or the image, of, not image, the likeness of God. So we think, like, like, we lost this image, but we still have that similitude. If man do it, why we think? Think man, why think God? It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Go, go back some, please. Jews said, then, oh, I had to squint my eyes. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, continue in my word don't mean I hear the word. It means I hear it and I do it. Continue, that means I do it. I do it. I got to do it. I can't just talk about it. Then are ye my what? Disciples indeed, indeed, discipline followers. Keep going, next verse. 
and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now look, look what it says. For it. it says, ye shall know the truth. What does the word know mean? Say it again, Brother Jeremiah. Understand? To have a relationship. Brother, somebody was up on their feet. I don't know if it was you, Brother Cody. Oh, uh, it was one of you guys. I don't, I don't remember. One of you brothers. And uh, they went, they, John's chapter 17 came to me about eternal life. In order to, you have to have a relationship for truth. And that means that you take the truth as the word of God. It's, it's Christ. Liana, it's, it's Jesus. When you have a relationship with that, you start communing. The word of God starts to talk to you. You start to commune. You start to pray. It starts to lead and guide you into all truth. I'll give you a scripture before that one. Go to Proverbs chapter 6. It says, uh, uh, what is it? Hear the instructions of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Go to Proverbs chapter 6. Not at verse 1. I, I, I'll turn to it. I'll turn to it. Go start at verse 20. It says, my son, keep thy father's commandment. God is your father. Say not the law of thy mother. We know that's talking about the New Testament church. Keep going. Bind them continually upon thy heart. The heart is not the muscle. The core of your thinking. You got to keep the word of God before you. Brother Hodge referenced that. Be it actually people can actually pay attention to you, but they're paying attention to the, the wisdom or the word of God, so they're actually being able to see the glory of God in you. Somebody said, Oh, that's a nice necklace. Well, what they're seeing is they're seeing the attributes of the Lord, they're seeing the word of God upon you, and they're like, Man, something different about you. That's what it's doing, that's what it means. And, and tie them about thy neck. It said, When thou goest, this is what happens, it shall leave thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. You know you think you sleep. Whether you whether sometimes you remember, the mind don't shut off. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. Brother Turner just said in your subconscious, your mind is always thinking, which actually leads to your actions. You ever notice if you drive? You ever, you're so used to driving a certain way, you have missed something, you want to go somewhere else today, and you miss it because man, you're an automatic pilot, because you have conditioned your mind to go a certain way. So, to be honest, we have conditioned our mind to go to the grave. Religion would say, yeah, we're conditioned our mind to go to hell. Another word for hell is grave, just, 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 just for, you, if you, for FYI. So, we've conditioned our mind to go to the grave. So, now, we have to condition our mind to go to where God is, where people say heaven. We might say third heaven, but it's where God dwells. We have to condition our mind. That's a process that needs to take, take place. Uh, I'll finish right here. And it shall keep thee, and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. One more scripture. Right here. For the commandment is lamp, is a lamp. That means it gives light. Understand it. You know, if we turn off these lights, we can't walk. Like you're in darkness. Well, how am I going to go? I'm going to stumble. What if I got on light? I see that cheer, I see this, I see that person. I don't got to fall. Like, I, I can see where I'm going. So that's what it's talking about, understanding. And we're trying to get to third heaven. 
So I got to, I got to, I need light. And after that, I can walk there. It's just that simple. I walk in the light and he's in the light. I have fellowship. It's just, it's that simple. And it says, and reproofs, and the law is light. That means it's understanding. And reproofs of, uh, of instructions are the way of life. So it's a constant reproving of yourself. You look at yourself in the word of God and say, hey, I need to change a little bit more. Now, in order for me to change, we talked about something, I got to be born again. I need something to help me understand this word of God and to actually help me implement this word of God. I need some power. Remember, with Adam, mankind lost that power. This is what Adam did. You ever charged a computer before? Charge a computer. And it has a battery life, right? But as long as it's plugged into the wall, it'll never die, right? Well, you know what Adam did? He unplugged himself. And he's like, yeah, I'm still living, right? But all of a sudden, 90%, 80%, 70%, 60%. 70%. And before you know it, computer dead. And the thing about it is, you can't turn that computer back on unless you plugged into the source. That's what Jesus Christ came to do. He plugged you back into the source. It said Adam was a living soul, but Jesus Christ, or the last Adam, was a quickening spirit. He came back to give life. Life more abundantly. He plugged you back in. What he did? Plugged you back in the wall. But let's stay, let's stay. He is that true vine. Let's stay in that vine. Let's stay in the vine. You can't do nothing on your own. Stay in the vine. So what it's saying is I got to get plugged back into the source. So if I'm not plugged in the source, let me find out what the source is. The source is the spirit of God. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Go to Acts. Go to Acts. First, before we go, go, go to verse 8, 1 and 8 first. Crazy stuff. So what, it makes people like, this, this, this is not real. This is not, we're not even understanding what it is. The Holy Ghost is actually life. When God made Adam, it says he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. Well, what people don't realize is Adam was supposed to live forever in that body. Mankind was supposed to live forever on the earth, be able to live. It's just that simple. He breathed in him the breath of life. He breathed in him the spirit of God. He was supposed to live in this earthly body, to live. God never intended for man to die. Man took that away. He took it himself. You know your mom said, don't touch the stove. Don't touch the stove. What the child do? Touch the stove. That's what Adam did. He touched the stove. He burned himself, and not just him, burned everybody. So <laughs> he burned everybody, brother Turner. So that's what Adam did. So Jesus Christ, oh, scripture just came to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. What is that? Uh, what is that? John Luke? What is that 20? When he breathed on, when he said breathed on him. What is that Luke 21? Luke 21. Luke, Luke 21. This is this. Go to Luke 21. It says, he breathed on them. It says, and he breathed on them. The Holy Ghost. That's, that's actually pointing back to the garden. It's a prophecy about Acts. I want, I want us to get this scripture. I think it's Luke 21. Before we go to Acts. 
Yes, it should be Luke. I think it's Luke. Luke 21. He said he breathed on them. The, uh, he said, receive you the Holy Ghost. John 20. It's up. John 20. I knew it had a 22 somewhere in there. All right, John 20. Look, look what he says. Go to uh, 21. It says, then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you, as my father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he have said this, it's talking about to the disciples, he breathed on them and said unto them what? Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Stop. That didn't happen that day. That's pointing all the way back. I'm going to tell you, that's what the Lord did for Adam. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. Jesus said, I'm about to do it again. I did it once in the garden, but on the day of grace, I'm going to do it again. That's what he's saying. You was void of life. I'm about to give you back life. So you can what? Live. Not go to Acts. That, oh, look at that. It's the same thing. It showed you who did it the first time, and it's showing you who's doing it again. The whole Bible is written about it. He did it the first time. It said, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, and he's doing it again. He's doing it again on the day of Pentecost. Breathe on them and receive ye the Holy Ghost, the spirit of life. Again, that's that quickening spirit. Go back to Acts chapter uh, 1. But ye shall receive power or an ability. You will have the power or the ability actually to become the sons of God. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God, all these are synonymous terms, you actually now have the ability to become the Son of God. Without it, you cannot in its entirety become the Son of God. All right, so let's look at this Acts message. Go to Acts chapter 2. Let's look at... Verse 37, Peter and the other 11, Peter got on his feet, and he started giving people the word of God. He started quoting Joel chapter 2. And when the people actually heard the words of God, it said, verse 37, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Well, how am I going to be saved? Look what he says. Then Peter said unto them, repent or to turn or to change your mind and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission. That's talking about forgiveness of sin. You still got to get rid of it, but just forgiveness. And ye shall receive what? The gift. That's a gift. Adam took it away from you, but Christ came back to give you a gift. It's free if you want it. If you ask for, ask for it. If you ask for it earnestly. What is that in Luke chapter 11? When it talks about him that seeketh, go to Luke chapter 11. I say unto you, ask. That's talking about with your heart. That means I really want more God. I'm tired of living this life the way I've been living it. He says, ask and it should be given to you. 
See, I mean, I'm trying to read this Bible. I'm like the Ethiopian unit, but I can't understand it, but I'm trying to learn it. I don't really, I don't care what translation. I tried to get, couldn't understand the King James. I went and got a, a new SV. I'm just trying. Whatever I can get to learn, I'm trying. But it says this, and you seek, and you what? You're going to find, and it shall be a knock, and it shall be open unto you. Let me show God that I'll, let me pray for a fruit. Meat for repentance. Keep going. People say they want the Lord. God said, show me. Next verse. Next verse. For everyone, that's a promise. You know, God's word, the scriptures can't be broken. That's what Christ said. For everyone that asketh, he ain't say some people. Everyone that asketh, receiveth. That means asking sincerely. And he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. Keep going. Next verse. If a son asks a bread of any of you that is a father, will you give him a stone? That means if you're natural and you don't do the right thing. Or if he asks you a fish, will you give him a, a, a serpent for a fish? Now, if you're natural, you provide for your children. What about the great God of heaven? Keep going. Or if he shall ask an egg, you give him a scorpion? You going to give him something to hurt him? No. Next verse. If ye then being evil, that means natural or earthly, if you know how to be evil, knowing how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the what? Holy Spirit to them that ask you. So you got to be born again. You got to get this. If you want life, I'm trying to plug you back into the source. If you want it, go back to Acts chapter 2. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions, that means the forgiveness of sins, and ye shall receive the gift, it's free. You know how they say, if you're giving this out free, free, that should be a lie. <laughs> Receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, hold up, keep going, next verse, for the promise, they go back to that promise. All right. It was fulfilled on the day. I ain't going there right now. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord, our God, shall call. But I tell you, saints of God, we need this power. We need this word of God so that ultimately, now we have the tools. We actually, we have the spirit of God and we have the word of God. Now, Know who the job on in? The job is on us. Once I give you the tools to build something, now I want you to what? Build it. I've given you the word of God. I've given you the spirit of God. I'm not giving you the word of God. I give you the spirit of God. I've given you a ministry to teach you the word of God. Now what I want you to do? Build this temple right. Put everything in its proper place. And then you'll be free indeed. Thanks for being here today. Thank God, that's why it's a ministry and not a minister. I, I, you see different gifts. But I just appreciate what Brother Greg was saying, uh, the, at the line of thought that he went down. And I was just thinking, here's, here's a, just food for thought. We're talking about that is uh, being set free and being made free. I think about someone that's actually been 
in prison for a long time. And I'll use it naturally, and you can see these prison houses sometimes people have been into a long time. And you release that person from prison. He's been set free from that prison. But until he's taught how to go out into this world and how to function as a law-abiding citizen, he's not free yet. He's still in a prison, but it's in his mind. He'll be out on the streets, but yet his mind will still, he hadn't been free from that prison mentality. And if he isn't made free from it, he's going to go back to it. He's going to go back to it. And so thank God we can be made free, though. And that's why he said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The first thing, it'll, it'll make you free from a lie, as Brother Greg was saying. But what we want to make sure that it does do is make us free from deception. And the greatest deception that we can have, we can deceive ourselves. If, it may, if any man stand, let him take heed, lest he fall. You can deceive yourself into thinking you're in a certain place, but you're not there. You got to be made free from that. Because there, if not, you'll have an occasion to go back to that same life you came, that same way of thinking that you came from, you'll have that. Now, think about this. You came out of a prison, and that's what the Bible, he calls them prison houses. He taught these houses of worship, the Bible's called, in the Bible, he calls them prisons. Why? You're held captive. And if you try to break out, they're going to shoot you in the back. And so you can be, the Lord can bring you out of there, right? And even bring you to the body of Christ. But you know what you'll do? You'll bring that same religious ideals and thoughts and you'll bring them right here with you. You hadn't been made free. From that, thank God, but he brought us to the body of Christ that we can be made free. But ultimately, we have to be made free from ourselves, who we are, as Brother uh, Felton quoted that scripture, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? I need to be made free from who I am. Thank God that I had borne the image of the earthly, I got to make sure I bear the image of the heavenly. Hallelujah. We're trying to be free, aren't we? And so then when we sing that song, praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No chains holding me. Nothing can hold you down. Uh, I, well, no, I'm not even going to say that. Think about it. It was an old Baptist song. I'll rise again. No power on earth going to bow me down. But thank God we've been made we free. We are being made free. I, I believe that was a scripture. Uh, it said, "It says, and being made free from sin." I can't think of the. He said, "And being made free from sin, being made free from sin." Well, we're not there yet. If we are, we would be uh, overcome. Then being made free from that, that's Romans chapter six. When we were born, as Brother Greg was using his uh, 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 great illustration here, not illustration, but. Going over the word of God, how we were born the first time, we were born natural. We were really born to die. But thank God, Brother Greg, when you can be born again now, you've been born to live. 
And so as we yielded, when we were born, we were born naturally, we yielded our members as servants of unrighteousness. Thank God, but when he, bought, when he brought us here, when he uh, caused us to be born again, yeah. now we can yield our members as servants of righteousness. And now being made from free, yeah. now we can be made servants of righteousness. Yeah. That's what we want to be, right? That's what we're trying to get to, right? I'm going to stop there because I, I don't I, I thank Brother Greg. These brothers did an excellent job. I'm not going to cover it up. Hallelujah. Thank God we're free. All right, let's receive prayer requests. A, a, a man given an appetite. The Bible says when you come before a great king, if you're a man given an appetite, sometimes you got to know when to put a knife for you through. I think Brother Greg preached a great message. Prayer requests. All right, let's remember Brother Brown and Sister Grace while they're away. And Brother David Gix, I, uh, uh, Brother Joey asked me to make mention of this because he, he's requesting it, actually. But Brother David Gix, I know the last time we sent out a, a communication about him, and then even on Friday I made mention that he had stage 4 brain cancer. But it's also lung cancer. He also has stage 4 lung cancer. And so let's keep him in prayer. The Lord will, Lord's will be done. We don't know uh, what God will do in those situations. Brother uh, Mike Nelson, want to uh, remember him situation with his eyes. And Sister Tindler want to uh, remember her first facing a very serious health condition that God would make the difference. Yeah. Amen. I believe, I don't know about you. I look at this prayer list. I look at there and I say this. I say to all that is joined to the living, there is hope. And let me say this. A living dog, I don't, that lion might have been king of the jungle when he was alive. But a dead dog, a living dog, I'm thank you, bro, Rick. A living dog, he's better than a dead lion. Why? He still got a chance, doesn't he? And so it's not even all that is joined to the living. Thank God, not just joined to the living, those that have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but aren't you not, aren't you joined to those that are alive to what he's doing now? I say that's hope. Hallelujah. I'm going to hold on to that. Hold on to my hope. Let's remember, uh, you know what? Let me, I'm, I'm going to settle down because my wife, she tell me all the time, you, you, you guys, y'all make a message out of prayer requests. <laughs> but when I think about God, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I'm telling you my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving preach. Amen. Amen. I'm glad about my salvation. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to do that. Brother Greg did an outstanding job. Sister Tiffany, sometimes you got to settle yourself down. But I'm, I tell you, I'm glad about salvation. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, you tell me where would I be? And that's what Brother Greg was talking about except you abide in the bond. You got to stay connected. Yes. He told me, say, without me, you can do nothing. 
That's what he told him. John chapter 15. Without me, you can do nothing. Thank God we're connected. Hallelujah. Let's also remember uh, Sister Tiffany as she's recovering. Uh, pray, pray that we'll see you in the meeting soon. And the work in St. Marco's and that we're trying to find a home that we can purchase for our own. Uh, you got to know, Brother Brown, I'll say his name. You, he, don't, he doesn't believe in renting. And I think some things are for the present distress, but we don't want to continue that way. So let's keep that in prayer. Let's keep that in prayer. Next, next uh, group. All job situation for the saints. All the saints who are trapped. Let's remember uh, uh, Brother LJ and his family. Uh, they'll be uh, returning on tonight. And remember Brother Brown and Sister Grace. They'll be returning on tomorrow night. I wanted to say, though, Brother Harris. Oh, I remember Brother Harris, he, he called this morning, he's uh, uh, stuffy, stopped up, and so he actually was going to go, that is, to either urgent care of the hospital to get, get something, get it, get checked out, let me just say that. And so keep, please keep him in prayer. So Sandra, she's still battling uh, the weather. I'm trying to make sure I didn't forget anybody else. Who am I Sister Ida, yes. Let's please keep Sister Ida in prayer. She is doing well. However, she does or had uh, irregular heartbeat, so she's being getting, given medication to kind of settle her so it doesn't beat too fast. I never heard. I didn't know such a thing could happen. I didn't know the bottom of your heart could beat fast and the top could beat slow. That, that, that just didn't. I thought it all beat the same, but that's what they're trying to get it to do, all beat the same uh, at the same uh, rate. But nevertheless, let's keep in prayer. I don't know about you. I still believe the eye, his eyes up on the righteous. I believe his ear is open to their cry. And I say, like David said, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. I say, have mercy upon me and answer me. Hallelujah. That's what we want the Lord to hear our prayer. Let me keep going. <laughs> our aging parents and their caregivers. Uh, those who we're testifying to, those who are wounded, confused, and scattered. Let's remember that. Such were some of us, but God, he was merciful enough. We found enough grace in his eyes that he brought us to the end. He bound up those wounds that we had. My God, poured into all in the wine. Hallelujah. Gave us someone to take care of us, didn't he? Let it, oh, that's, is that all of them, Sister Desiree? Because I'm not done, but you, 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 you that's all of them. <laughs> Put the sign up on me, Brother Greg. But I'm thankful. Aren't you glad about your salvation? Aren't you happy that as you journey to know you're not outside? What do you mean outside? Outside of the will of God. But I'm right here in God's kingdom. Well, I can obtain the bride. Bro, that's y'all news. I don't know about you. Makes you want to walk upright, do right, love mercy. Do justly. Walk humbly with thy God. Bro, it calls you want to do that. When you know the reward. Hallelujah. Surely there's a reward for the righteous. Let's go before the Lord in prayer before I'm, because I'm getting, I can feel myself getting wound up. Hallelujah. But let's take these needs. These are serious. I'm going to say this before we go. Listen, 
These are serious needs, all of them. As we going down, and this is a very good time because when, you, you know, in the Bible, prayer was, a, he, he said, with prayer and fasting. You remember Jesus Christ, his disciples came. He said, these come not out, but by prayer and fasting. Add some prayer to our fasting. Spend some time on our knees communing with the Lord. Let him talk to us. Hallelujah. Let him go hand in hand. Bro, these needs are real, aren't they? My God, I've been there. But the prayers of the righteous. In availing much, I still believe they're availing much. Let's go before the great God of heaven. Gracious God, we thank you. We appreciate you. By your grace and love, all these needs. Remember Brother Brown's subscription today. Brother Giggs is Tanya today. Sister Tiffany today. and let you go out. Offering, I'm sorry. Just did that, right? Not again. I know somebody said not again. <laughs> but let's receive a good offering and uh, we'll let you go. Uh, let everyone give as the Lord has prospered them. Remember today we'll, we'll pass the basket. Uh, we'll do it today on Sunday. We'll do it on Sunday until we get accustomed to it. We generally, we have gotten into practice of putting our offering in the uh, in the box on Fridays, uh, on Sundays, we'll, we'll pass the basket. But we want to get away from that. I believe in the, we can mature to that degree. So let's just give as the Lord as prosperous. It's offering time. Christ has made me free. Once I was blind, but now I can see more. Free, 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 Christ has made me free. Once I was blind, but now I can see. Oh, I'm free, free, yes, I'm free.
yes, I'm free. Free, free, free. Christ has made me free. Once I was blind, but now I can see more. I'm free, free, yes, I'm free. Team number one. I forget the worship meeting would be on Wednesday, February 7th. And a meeting in St. Marcos, February 9th through the 11th. Church cleanup, March 9th at 8 a.m. Brother Sonny would like to meet with the translation team right after the meeting in front of the soundstage team for about 10 to 15 minutes. Yes, sir. I just got a message that Brother Harris has tested positive for COVID. So we're praying. Please keep him in prayer. Tested positive for COVID. Yes, sir. All announcements. That is all. Love you all. You are dismissed.